Hi, this is Jeffrey Tucker, and you're listening to the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You might also consider supporting this podcast by sharing it and even donating. LCI needs your help so it can continue creating great content. Welcome to the show that gets Christians thinking about faith and politics. Get ready to challenge the statist quo, expand your imagination, and tackle controversy head on. Let's stand together at the intersection of faith and freedom. It's time for the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. I'm Doug Stewart, and with me is Norman Horn, and we are going to have another week where we're just going to talk about a bunch of random things, but we want to alert you to something that's really, really critically and timely important, because the day after this episode is going to be released tomorrow is actually a very special day. In fact, it's more than just a special day. It's a special maybe an hour. Norman, can you give us some details? <laughs> yeah, this is a it's pretty cool that that uh, Giving Tuesday is uh, is coming up. And so as Doug said, tomorrow it is Giving Tuesday and there's a there's kind of a special way you can help out LCI in this. Facebook is committed at this point to giving $7 million in matching donations to 501c3s or registered nonprofit organizations that are registered to receive donations through Facebook. This is a pretty, you know, this it's a pretty sizable amount. And uh, in fact, it's literally over three times as much as what they were doing last year. But here's the thing. <laughs> That limited amount of money uh, will go until it, they'll match donations until it's up, essentially, until they match seven million and then it's done. Last year, that happened really, really fast. And so we've been, you know, talking a little bit about this over the last week. If you're on our email list or seeing, you know, our Facebook page and whatnot, we've been talking about this and uh, we have a, a really uh, fun little video that we created for everybody in this. And uh, we hope you got a kick out of that, of course. Um, but what we encourage you to do is that, uh, again, if you've been thinking about this, please like set your alarm. And, and at, uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern is when stuff goes live. So at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 6 a.m. Mountain, and uh, and 5 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, set your alarm five minutes ahead of that, not just on the hour, because, you know, you got to find our Facebook page and, you know, make sure that you're clicking on the right thing there. Yep, and and what you want to do is, yeah, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash libertarian Christians, and, uh, and, and basically, you know, Look for our, look for the donate button there and donate on at that time. Try and try and be there right on that time because there will not be a lot of time. I mean, I, I would anticipate based on the the statistics from last year that probably it'll be about an you know anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour before it all all that money is is uh, essentially uh, been matched. And and so this is a great opportunity for us as an organization to kind of to get a you know a little bit of a bump from Mark Zuckerberg himself. Uh, and so we're excited about that, and we just hope that you know even if you don't make it for that time, we hope that you're considering LCI for your giving at the end of the year. Um, and we're really thankful for anyone who will will, uh, will honor us with those monies, and we're very grateful. Uh, and we will do our best to steward that in every way that we can toward the toward the good of the kingdom and toward the promotion of of, of these ideas that we all hold dear together. One thing I'll just note that if you visit the Facebook page, we have to choose a suggested giving amount, but you can give whatever you want. And uh, something else that you might 
want to know is what if you're listening to this episode after Giving Tuesday? Because this episode's going to be in our podcast stream for yeah, for, eons. for a while. Is there any benefit, Norman, to donating via Facebook anyway? There is, in fact, Doug, a benefit, and that's actually. Yeah. So again, we're super grateful however you choose to give, whether that's via PayPal or you send us a check in the mail uh, or you donate via our website on using the Antidote uh, application. Uh, We're grateful any way you do that. But one of the cool things that Facebook does is is that now they have essentially they've eliminated all transaction fees uh, from donations. And so if you give in in variety of other ways, sometimes you end up with transaction fees as a result uh, and either those get incurred to you or they kind of get knocked off the top of your donation and that can be anywhere from you know uh, two two to eight percent sometimes depending on how much and when and so on and so forth uh, but Facebook having no transaction fees is a big deal um, it does give us a little bit of a bump so again if you were willing if you if you plan for it please uh, try and give on giving Tuesday at that eight o'clock Eastern time uh, eight o'clock a.m. Eastern, mind you, and uh, and then we're just you know we'll see that hopefully a little bit of a bump in the uh, in the matching donations from Facebook, and you can believe it, you know Doug and I are both committed toward giving to this organization out of our own pocketbooks. We work you know nonstop for this sort of stuff, but we're giving anyway because we believe in this in this cause, and uh, and so we hope that you do too. And so join us in that. Um, we're going to do our best to to you know that we've committed a certain amount, uh, both of us, toward the cause each year, and uh, and we're going to try and maximize that. Uh, and see how far we can take that on Giving Tuesday. So in just case it's not clear, because we haven't actually set a number right now, um, it's November 27th, which is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving 2018. So all of you in the future who are hearing this because you're really, you know, you're on episode 500 and you're catching up, please donate over Facebook or send us a check or something. But yeah, we're talking about 2018, November 27th, uh, just to make that clear. That Do you think that was clear this time around? I think that's good. Okay, this time. that's good. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna continue talking a little bit about Facebook uh, because LCI has a pretty big presence on Facebook. We have a lot of Facebook page followers, and we also have a very active group, a very active Facebook group. And for those of you who are listening, who are also part of our Facebook group, thank you for being sort of uh, involved in both and being a listener and also being involved in our Facebook group. Uh, one of the things that we get a lot in our Facebook group are really thoughtful questions, and sometimes. Sometimes they're challenging questions. Sometimes they're, you know, um, thoughts about like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm not really sure. I, I feel like I that the libertarian answer means that I have to sort of abandon a Christian answer. Like there's all kinds of like people coming together and, and offering ideas uh, about how to approach certain questions. Um, we've had people throw out like, hey, my leftist friend gave me this meme and I don't know how to refute it. Can it, you know, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Give me some help. And uh, so there's some ways to connect with other libertarians and get some ideas because you know sometimes you can you know you can google things and get articles and read and read and read and read and read but sometimes people have a pretty pithy answer and uh, our facebook group has a lot of people who can who can do that as well uh, because you know they're a real person answering those uh, questions for you I want to give you an example of one of the questions that elicited a lot of responses. And you can imagine, depending on sort of where in the liberty spectrum you kind of see yourself, because a lot of people think of themselves as pro-liberty and they have different views about things. About or they're just topics. in different places along yeah. the journey, too. Yeah, that's a, really, that's, that's a better way of saying it. Thank you. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Improve my way of saying things. Facebook member. 
Imagine how cool it would be to see a headline that read, Caravan of 50,000 American Christians headed to the border to accept refugees from Honduras. Now, that's a pretty startling thing to post. And one of the things that I really appreciated about the person who posted it was their concern was about, they had a concern for the Christian attitude toward people who were immigrants. If you read the scriptures, the scripture is chock full of God reminding Israel that they were strangers and sojourners in a foreign land and that they were not to turn away those who were immigrants or refugees or people in need and people on the margins. And so uh, setting aside the political question of, you know, or the legal question, this person was really showing like, hey, this would be really cool if instead of Christians being all against immigration, that we'd all head to the border and accept them or feed them or do something Christian toward them. And I don't know, I really I really liked that approach. Now, of course, the conversation ensued about, you know, all kinds of things regarding immigration, which we can, you know, spend hours and hours and episodes and episodes talking about. In fact, we've had at least two episodes on it and we have an upcoming episode on on immigration. Uh, but Norman, what, what was your kind of reaction or thought when you saw that when you saw that post? It's a curious idea. I mean, turning the tables on these sorts of uh, on these sorts of headlines uh, that are often written in order to elicit responses uh, of outrage and things like that. Turning the tables into something like this is is just fundamentally interesting and and curious because you could you could think of other ways to phrase it as well. I mean, imagine you know, imagine how cool it would be to see a headline that said caravan of even. 500 American Christians heading to the border of Canada to be missionaries or something to that effect. That would be a very, it'd be a very odd thing to kind of see uh, in, in, the, in the media, first of all. Um, but it, it kind of, you know, it, it makes you think a little bit. Uh, what you, what would you, what, what do we think about these people ver- and why versus what we would think if it read somewhat differently? Uh, I mean, I think it's in, it's somewhat revealing of even the way that we uh, accept and just regurgitate uh, media lines at times, and uh, and hopefully as as the more that we grow in our in our uh, knowledge of how things work in the world and 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 the the lies that the state tells us in various ways, uh, both in philosophy and in you know actual facts at at points, um, that we begin to at least think somewhat differently about about these sorts of things as they come up. Yeah, I found it was an interesting uh, question as well. Um, if you have been engaged on that discussion in Facebook, thank you for your participation. If not, go join our Facebook group. Yeah, one thing we should kind of throw out about about the Facebook group too, and this seems like a, it's kind of a good time to bring it up, is that you know a lot of the uh, the problems in various Facebook groups are due to, uh, if you will, members not really policing themselves very well. And that, and and in my opinion, this is, uh, and this is something I've thought about and and put it, put into practice now for years. Ben, uh, if you've been in our Facebook group, you know exactly what I'm about to say, and that's that we have internal guidelines for the group that help us to kind of keep everything in check. You know, one of the things that uh, that uh, was an early uh, an early part of those guidelines was the the ban on so-called thoughts posts. Um, for instance, and how the, we were going to moderate immediately if you just post something without actually trying to engage in a conversation. Uh, and one of the classic ways of doing so is just you know posting a link and then just saying thoughts question mark 
and then moving on with your life and then just expecting everybody else to do the heavy lifting for Those you. Those never got through. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that makes this group very interesting. And, and for the most part, um, we're very diligent about not letting in uh, conver- uh, not letting in posts that are not actual requests for conversation. You got to make the first move in order to get the conversation going. And hopefully, you know, we do. I think that people who are in the group who are listening probably can recognize the value of that and see how we practice that and as best that we can. Not always perfectly, uh, but it's it's a good thing. And uh, and so that's one of the really cool things about this group. I think is that it does actually promote real conversation. It really does, uh, and one of the one of the things that I note regarding it is we have a team of admins that do an excellent job. And you know, it took us a few years to kind of get a rhythm going together and making sure we were always on the same page. And every now and then, things come up, and we're like, "Hey, guys, we should rethink this policy. Are we sure we want to do it this way? Can we can we amend it this way?" And we have this discussion amongst ourselves to make sure that the group is functioning well and that people are. People feel like there's a place where they can have a, a community to talk to, um, a community to kind of throw out good, you know, good questions, not just like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, we want you to sort of engage in a way that you, you're not just asking people to do the legwork for you and be like, hey, I don't know what to do with this meme. Uh, what do you think? Uh, more like start off with things like, hey, I saw this meme and I think it means this, but I'm trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt and, you know, kind of how are you wrestling with it? That was kind of the kind of the approach there. I, I will say this. We've actually gotten a little bit of pushback for the a libertarian group moderating what posts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so we're laughing about this. And. Someone, you know, we've been accused of being unlibertarian because we need that the posts that go through need approval. Ah, <sighs> Norman, do you want to explain to people do who I are allegedly? <laughs> well, here's the thing: these are people who are allegedly more libertarian than we are, who apparently don't understand the concept of property rights. What yeah, do we? What do we mean? What do we mean by that? Well, it, it, fun. Really, it's just that like a Facebook group, in as much as it can be owned is owned by its admins. And thus, we've set up this kind of space where people can uh, participate, but it's not on zero terms. Uh, if somebody comes into your house, you have expectations of how they're going to behave. And if you you know, yell fire in, in your neighbor's house for no doggone reason, uh, you can expect that you won't be invited back. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, it's not because you don't have free speech in the home or something like that. It's just that there are parameters whereby we are, per- there are parameters, uh, that we have for our, our behaviors, uh, and these sorts of things. And that's, that's what this is. This isn't, um, free speech has to do with being protected, your speech being protected against the government, not that you can't have any uh, restrictions or whatnot and be able to say just willy-nilly whatever you want. Nobody seems to complain when we you know, decide that we're going to boot people for cursing somebody out or booting out a troll because he's being a complete moron. So you know, that's a, that, that should at least say that we have parameters in place that you agree with. So, <laughs> so if you have an issue with, with that, then uh, then then yeah, it seems like you you might have a uh, you, you don't have complete uh, consistent standards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in one sense, I wonder like, would, what what else would you expect from a libertarian group? 
uh, right. other than to basically sort of like privatize the space, if you will, yeah. and set privatize up its own rules. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in some way, that's what it is. It is a private it group. Is. I mean, it's not a secret group as in like you have to be invited only. Uh, it is a private group. You do have to agree to... Uh, uh, not terms and conditions, but to abide by the guidelines and in good faith, you know, treat other people, you know, respectfully and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and so what else would you expect from a libertarian group other than to say, this is our boundaries. Our boundaries are you can't do this and you can't do that. Uh, and so we are more libertarian than you because we do have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm being a little facetious here. Yeah. Uh, but no, here, here, <laughs> I was telling Norman this uh, before we went on the air. I said, you know, we get so few trolls in our group that every time we do, it occurs to me, man, we don't get a lot of trolls in the group. And that's because we have a good admin team and it's because we, we want to foster discussion and, and, and so forth. Well, and it literally is in the guidelines that part of the reason we do this is to stop trolls before they start. Yeah. yeah. We've, and- we've also heard the feedback that our group is run way better than other groups. And I'm not saying it. Every other group that doesn't do it the way we do is bad yeah, or anything sure. like that. But other groups that are libertarian, the, the, well, I'll give you an example. We don't let uh, political candidates, even ones who are libertarian, Christian, and even ones that are actually active in the group, we don't let them post ads on, hey, support so-and-so for— yeah, Here's another money bomb. <laughs> yeah. N- <laughs> those, yeah, nah. But usually, like— there are a few people who are members of the group, even active members who end up running. We we've even kind of eliminated that out of out of uh, permitted posts. So you're not going to get ads, so to speak, uh, on people running running for office. Um, you're yeah. going to get genuine discussion. We respect that you're doing so, but that's not what the group is for. And usually, when we just tell them that, they understand. It's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah. All right, but, so I think they understand the benefits of our Facebook group. How about yeah, we so get, what? How what are the get, things that we've been talking about on the group lately? Yeah, so here was here was a here was a conundrum, and <laughs> not not everybody's perfect. Some people didn't like this dilemma, and and as is typical to libertarians, it's like, well, I want a third option. Let me let me just <laughs> let me just read you the question. So here's a question from the group, and this is aimed at pro life Christian libertarians. Would you support legislation protecting the lives of viable unborn humans if it was bundled with similar protections against the slaughter of animals for food, except for you know, like establishment of religion for food, things like that, <laughs> like religious things? So the, basically the dilemma is, would you support a federal legislation that uh, basically uh, protects the life of the unborn. So it, you're, you're dealing with a uh, abortion is illegal, I guess. Um, if that legislation were bundled with, we all, basically all have to be vegetarians. Is that am I <laughs> am I reading that correctly, Norm? It looks like it, and and I'll be honest, I didn't participate in this thread. And I don't participate in a whole lot of threads anymore, but uh, I didn't participate in this thread in particular. And I find this question, you know, slightly funny. <laughs> maybe, oh, it's very funny. But here's so. the well. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I look at this as, hey, how pro-life are you? That's kind of the underlying yeah. tone. It's like, how pro-life are you? Like, what are you willing to give up if you can have a pro-life? Now, again, I'm just going to go for the sake of argument that we're dealing with a pro-life anti-abortion or like, sorry, uh, pro-life abortion is illegal mindset. Yeah. Uh, they're they're 
is possibly an argument for other ways of being more pro-life, and we're not going to get into that. But just assuming that the pro-life position is abortion is illegal, and like, well, how how far are you willing to go? Are you willing yeah, they, to become a vegetarian? Is sort of the question. And I'm it's like, a well, curious sure. Question. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yes. No. I, 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 mean, yeah, I not even a question to me. <laughs> There's so much that I, I can seems, avoid. It's me. just so weird to ask. But actually, I think maybe a more interesting question would be something more like: Here's a question for your pro-life Christian conservatives: Would you support legislation protecting, you know, viable unborn humans if it was bundled with uh, a, a a prohibition against the death penalty itself? Yeah, that was a, that's a good one too. Like how, that, would, how would you answer that? We don't. We do not have time to go through all of that. I oh mean, but, man, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I would. I think certainly I would say yes. But here's the the thing is that I mean I would support such a thing of, uh, at yeah. that point um, because I think it's it's more akin to you know a similar type of policy mm-hmm. than uh, prohibitions against slaughtering animals for food. Yeah, in Texas where I used to live. There was a requirement upon legislation that was introduced into the legislature uh, that it had to be a single topic. Okay. Yeah. And this is this has a, a, a you know a, a a it has a particular kind of purpose to it. It is to, to attempt and to ensure that you do not have these kind of uh, bills that have things on the side that are that become little bitty addendums um, where pay, people get to put their pet projects on, you know, attaching to something that everybody is going to say, oh yeah, of course I support that. I'm going to vote yes, but not realizing that there's you know yeah. X, Y, and Z attached to it. Note that I, I pretty I'm almost I'm about 99% sure that's not the way it goes in Congress, as in the United States Congress, um, but in Texas that's the way it is. So. To me, it would seem like that you know I, I ha, I'm from a purely like legislative and legal point of view. I'd have very I, I'd be diff, I'd be hard pressed to like kind of accept it uh, because I'd be you're like you're putting that at risk. I, I think you're actually yeah. like you'd be putting you'd be putting the legislation at risk by um, doing that. Now and so in my rephrasing of the question about whether or not it should go. What if what if the death penalty was on? Like, would you be willing to accept it? Yeah, I guess I would. Um, and the question is like that that puts a little bit of an interesting moral spin to your Christian conservative friends who may say that they're pro life in one way, but perhaps haven't really considered the implications of being pro life in other ways. Yeah, you know, the, the similar in similar ways on like how would you they how, how people have viewed before? You know, oh well, I'm I'm. I'm totally for the prohibition against killing, uh, killing babies at home. But when it comes to killing babies as a result of collateral damage in uh, in Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever, well, that's just the price of war, or something like that. Right? Not yeah. really. Not, so, you know, I, I'd just be curious to see, you know, what the uh, how turning that question in in varying ways would uh, affect people. Yeah. So the, bun- the the question of bundling legislation is part of the dilemma here in the question, yeah. of course. And I'm glad you brought out the the existence of the way the Texas legislature did it. the The other thing that comes to mind here, <clears throat> let me say that again. The other thing that I'm noticing about this question is if you think about the two the, the two sides of the bundle, if you will. Um, one is if you kind of look at the way that pro-lifers, hardcore pro-lifers are perceived. 
what's the opposite extreme in the like save a life kind of people? And that would be like the hardcore like animal rights activists. And so you're basically giving them something, which is no more animals yeah. for food, while at the same time giving the pro pro life uh, make abortion illegal people something that they want as well, which is interesting because in my mind, me giving up meat because no more animals are allowed to be slaughtered is like kind of a small personal price to pay. I would adjust within about a month personally, as much as I love meat. Um, I would adjust, but like, I don't know. Like it just seems like an easy way. I don't know. For me, it's like, well, yeah, of course that's, that's what I would do. Folks, if you love listening to our podcast, you may want to check out our monthly webinars. Every month we have a different speaker, take a deeper dive into topics relevant to libertarian Christians. If you've missed some of our webinars so far, well, don't worry. You can still download them. Visit our website at libertarianchristians.com slash events. And now let's get back to the show. It just, it feels, well, but see, when we talk about it in that way, like this is about the moral issue. Like, because if we're just talking about the practical part about being a vegetarian or something practically, like Doug, I don't know if that's like, that's substantially dissimilar that I don't feel like that's even, that that's where it doesn't start comparing to me anymore. Like it, it might as well say, well, but the person, the cost to me yeah, is but like, very but I, little. But Doug, I could also say like, well, would you support this legislation of protecting viable unborn humans if it was bundled with legislation that required you to do 500 jumping jacks every day? Uh, that honestly would be more of a cost to me personally than just. Well, then, then, then make it 100 or make it 50. <laughs> All right, gotcha. but see, you okay. see the point? It's like it's substantially yeah. dissimilar that it becomes uh, fran- for. I mean, for all intents and purposes to me, that starts becoming nonsensical. However, okay. if I begin to think about it in terms of like, what is something substantially similar that somebody might uh, on that side might not be willing to give up? That's where I feel like the death penalty kind of fits the bill. There. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're sort of, you're, you're trying to sort of like upgrade the question to make more impact a little bit. Well, yeah, because I mean, again, if I, if, otherwise I can just start fighting the hypo and then creating all sorts of crazy illusion yeah. things and whatnot. And, you know, replace jumping jacks with, you know, read two books a day or, you know, learn Spanish. Or okay. Something. Except, you except know? I'm going to yeah. just kind of push back a little bit here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like, <laughs> this is, I'm sure no one's ever heard us argue. So this is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's arguing for legislation to do that. And there is arguably people who wish that, who who would push for? I mean, they're on the margins. That their legislation that that we should not like animal cruelty legislation. Yeah, sure, or, sure. And things like that, or or that we should you know eliminate. Now here, let's take this one step further. So I, I'm going to be my own devil's advocate here and say, well, it's a very little personal cost to me to essentially quote unquote go vegetarian. Um, when basically the okay, so the 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 question is bundled with similar protections against the slaughter of animals for food. Okay. There are huge ramifications when if there were legislation that says animals are no longer allowed to be used for food. And those ramifications would be pretty severe to those who are relatively poor who work in industries that provide us food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, this is why good arguments among friends like Norman and me uh, actually bring out like good results. Because <laughs> in the process of this whole argument, it occurred to me to bring up that a lot of times people just do a, 
a they kind of value things on based on what are just the costs. And the cost uh, initially in my mindset on here was, oh, I'll just be a vegetarian. But there's actually more, and the discussion can go further. Well, it would have huge ramifications to poor people, uh, or anybody who who is in that industry. Okay, fine, maybe we'll get over that in a year or so. But uh, it has real-world ramifications that are possibly life-and-death ramifications. Now, again, this is kind of a thought experiment argument here. Norman, I don't know if you want to add anything to to my thoughts here. But uh, this is <laughs> let's go to let's go let's go meta here. This is the benefit <laughs> of the Facebook group, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's literally what we're doing here. Is like this is the type of stuff we discuss on the Facebook group, and it and it helps to just refine ideas. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna I'll keep going back to you know one thing, and somebody else will go going back to another, and that's just the way it goes. And uh, just for everybody who's already in our Facebook group, this is how you argue, guys. Don't don't yeah. call each other names. <laughs> um, don't tell each other that they're not really Christian or they're not being very Christian. Not Christian or enough. They're not Christian enough. You're, you don't fall on the spectrum, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is this is how you argue because Norm and I don't agree on everything, <laughs> and yet we're still <laughs> we're still really good libertarian Christians. <laughs> Apparently, Norm's not willing to be a vegetarian. <laughs> No, I'm just <laughs> for the sake of the unborn. <laughs> that is, that's not what I said. <laughs> All right, we could keep laughing, and people could turn his turn his episode off. So, um, so let's go to something completely serious. Um, we actually get emails from people. We're gonna we're gonna go off Facebook. Other than please give on Facebook Tuesday at eight a.m. Eastern. Please, yeah. Facebook Tuesday, uh, Giving Tuesday, Tuesday, November twenty seventh. We also get emails from people, and I want to uh, just respond to one of those emails uh, with uh, one of the questions. Uh, actually, it was two questions, and it is, what do you think of C.S. Lewis? And the other one is, what do you think of Jacques Ellul? So we're going to start with Jacques Ellul. And Norman, you've uh, been engaged a lot more with Jacques Ellul's yeah. work uh, over the years. And I, I for, from everything that I've engaged with Jacques Ellul, I love it. Uh, so you can give us a little bit of who is Jacques Ellul, why does LCI like him? Or why do yeah, you like him, I guess? Well, yeah, he's, he's not for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, Jacques Ellul is a, is a really interesting theologian and legal theorist. Um, he was French. He was a professor. Uh, he passed away a number of years ago. And he has written a, a number of really interesting, you know, smaller books and also commentaries. He's written a commentary in the book of Job, for instance. I think I have a copy of it over, over to my right over here. Um, and, and a number of other just really interesting books. Um, but I kind of, I, I discovered him. Was, I was in the seminary library and I noticed a book that he had written. And it was just called uh, Christian Anarchy. I'm sorry. It was just Christianity and anarchy. That's right, Christianity and anarchy. Um, and I and I thought, well, that's a curious title. You don't see one of those every, you know, very often. So I picked it up, and it's a short little book, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's again, it's not exactly for everybody, and I wouldn't exactly co- declare him. You know, he's not like a Christian libertarian. He's not an anarcho-capitalist per se, um, and that that's very clear. But he makes some really fascinating arguments and observations against the state. And so uh, I really appreciate the way that he writes. Um, he's not you know, the easiest guy to read. Uh, he, he comes from a very different perspective and way of thinking oftentimes. And I – but I, but I think that it's he's solid uh, as a Christian. I mean, he's not like some he's not some weirdo 
who has you know such aberrant thoughts on theology that we question whether or not that he's really in the brotherhood or something like that um i fully fully 115% expect that you know uh, once we're once we're all you know lay, all all good little layabouts in heaven discussing theology all day that i'll have some good conversations with him uh, <laughs> but uh, i think he's a he's a really interesting guy um he's he he's has like I said some really great thoughts about the state and the nature of it in the scriptures. Um, I think he makes some does make some errors. Uh, he has some very wishy washy thoughts on uh, the nature of money, uh, which I think is are part of the reason why he makes some uh, mistakes uh, in his economic analysis. Uh, and I think it kind of comes from his background that before he was a Christian, he was a socialist. And he moved away from being a socialist uh, in part because he became a Christian. But he also didn't fully dispense with every single piece of knowledge that he had gained prior to that. And so he does have some incorrect views, I believe, in his assessment of how money comes into existence. Um, and uh, and as a result, he makes some errors in that econ- economic thought, uh, which I think leads to some f- uh, funky ways of thinking. But uh, again, I think he analyzes power really well, and it's a uh, uh, his book Christianity and Anarchy is well worth reading for the for the Christian libertarian. He has another book out called If You Are the Son of God. Uh, it's a book about the nature of suffering in the life of Jesus, and I think it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and uh, and well worth reading uh, for a Christian of any of anywhere at any time of his life, uh, and so I, I think that's a great one to read as well. Uh, and he has some, you know, he has a number of other, other books out as well. So uh, we actually had so to answer the what do we think of C.S. Lewis? Uh, we're big fans of C.S. Lewis, um, of course. We <laughs> there's so many things about C.S. Lewis that's just wonderful. Um, I mean. I asked David Thoreau, who is like a C.S. Lewis expert in episode 22 of this podcast, uh, would, C- would C.S. Lewis be a libertarian? He's like, yeah, pretty much. Because, I mean, the, the <laughs> yeah, guy, I mean, if you just, I don't know if those were his words. It's just my remembrance. Of it. <laughs> um, but like, if you read the guy, oh my goodness, like one of the most popular quotes, of, I'll just read it here, that libertarians would promote is of Lewis is of all tyrannies, of all the tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It may be better to live under robber barons than under the omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity at some point may be satiated, but those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience." That is damning. Wham. That is like <laughs> every leftist in the world needs to read that because, man, I mean, any even right. Well, I every, mean, yeah, yeah everybody, every just, statist of any kind. Well, this is even like tearing down some of the, you know, kind of, dare we say, puritanism of, yeah. uh, of old school, you know, even early on in the United States um, and even re- the religious laws from back then. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to read another one here, and I'll, I'll point everybody to an article with C.S. Lewis Libertarian, which is on fee.org. Uh, here's another quote from Lewis. I believe that no man or group of men is good enough to be trusted with the uncontrolled power over others. And the higher the pretensions of such power, the more dangerous I think it think it to the rulers and to the subjects. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he libertarian or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. anyway... 
Uh, you know, to to relate it somewhat to your your comment about Puritanism, um, last quote I'll read here, and you can kind of sense that we're excited about Lewis, so it, that's that'll answer your question. I dread government in the name of science. That is how most tyrannies come in. In every age, the men who want us under their thumb, if they have any sense, will put forward the particular pretension which the hopes and fears of that age render most potent. They cash in. It has been magic. It has been Christianity. Now it will certainly be science. (laughs) So anybody who wants power will use any way, any pretension to get in. Uh, and yeah, science, science is it. I mean, he's writing, goodness, this is, uh, that was 1959, uh, that he wrote that. And that is still true today. I mean, how many times do people post memes that are supposedly like anti Christian or whatever? And they say, because science. (laughs) Yeah. Just because science. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Um, Jeez. Uh, all right. Well, well, speaking of speaking of your fee.org, you know, uh, reference there, you know, we do get requests or, you know, from people who are kind of starting off in their liberty journey and wondering where should they go and even get news and good libertarian commentary. And we would definitely want to say that, like, we love fee.org. Uh, we think that's a great place to go. Uh, there are others as well. We re- totally recommend places like reason.com, uh, Mises.org, Cato.org. Uh, various other, you know, li- true libertarian think tanks, uh, and we're, we are very happily recommending them. And we do keep a kind of a running list of links, and you'll you can find those on libertarianchristians.com as well. That you can you can find them there. Well, yeah, and you know what other website we really love, libertarianchristians.com. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, have we mentioned we, that yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the Libertarian Christian Institute is is libertarianchristians.com. I mean, that's where indeed. we live. Indeed. That's been our home for 10, ten years. years. Man. 10 years now. Mm. <laughs> it's a good 10 years. So um, libertarianchristians.com, what what will people find there? Oh, man. Well, hopefully ho- hopefully, uh, as many articles as we can manage to post in a week. <laughs> we try to put up as, as much regular content as we can, of course, and, and in a variety of different forms. You'll find articles. You'll find videos. You'll find uh, podcasts. And we will do the best we can to try and produce this great content for you as frequently as possible. That's that's right. And if you are one of those types of people who love to write and you think you are up to par to what we what we would look for, you can send us a request. There's a contact page. You can say, hey, maybe I want to try a guest post. I've got some things that I think I'm really good at writing and communicating about. And uh, send send it to us. We do we do some, we do take solicitations for guest posts. Yeah, I think that may be a pretty good point to kind of wrap up here then. Yeah, like we've we've kind of run the gamut on all sorts of things, and we've talked and about the, everything under the sun today. <laughs> we've solved all the world's problems. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we certainly. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about everything from abortion to ve- to vegetarianism to um, A to V <laughs> to <laughs> from A to V. Yes, that's right. All right. Well, they can keep listening to us laugh as we end the show, or they can we could just end the show. So we could just say thanks, guys, for listening again. Facebook on eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time, November twenty seventh. That's Giving Tuesday. Donate any amount will be doubled by Facebook uh, and will be matched by Facebook, I should say. Uh, but give give what you can. Uh, 
and we definitely appreciate really it. Grateful. And if yeah. you're listening afterwards, still go and donate, of course, because LCI needs your support. Have a good one. Thanks for putting us in your plans. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to rate us on Apple Podcasts to help expand our audience. If you want to reach out to us, email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. You can also reach us at LCI Official on Twitter. And of course, we are on Facebook and have an active group you are welcome to join. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Libertarian Christian Podcast is a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute, a registered 501c3 nonprofit. The audio engineers were Doug Stewart and Jason Rink, and voiceovers were by Matthew Bellis and Caitlin Horn. If you'd like to find out more about the LCI, please visit us on the web at www.libertarianchristians.com.